spiritual business takes priority over earthly business. Everybody like, huh? You believe that? Spiritual business takes priority over earthly business. Now, everybody, don't get lost on this because I don't want you to go home and say that Brother Fox, Pastor Fox says that, uh, that your ministry at Cornerstone Baptist Church is more important than your husband and your wife. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that, that, that we can get lost in this world and going after stuff, but what really makes the difference is, is the spiritual business of Jesus Christ. Hey, you know what Jesus was saying here was? Is, 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 is Mary and the brothers come to get him because they thought they knew better for him, but they didn't because, listen, Jesus was doing what his father told him to do, and that was to go out and, and to teach and, to, and for the gospel and for those years to be a witness. He was about the father's business, and that was more important to him because it was God's will than anything else. So the Lord's family had their attention focused on earthly, maybe in fleshly concerns, which isn't a bad thing. It's good to have concerns for each other, but Jesus had his attention focused on carrying out the Father's business. Hey, listen, I think as a church, as our spiritual duty, we need to be concerned about carrying out the business of God. Hey, we need to have some concern on that. Look, my wife is important to me, and she's number one to me, but I got to understand that, that, look, sometimes even that can get into my way of doing what God wants me to do, what he's called me to do. Do you get that? You know, sometimes that happens. You know, I remember when I first got called into the ministry, and, and you know, this was, you know, um, 17 plus 4 plus 2, 22, 23 years ago. You know, I remember, and some of you probably heard this before, but I remember, and I, and, and I, I couldn't get rid of the call, and, and I remember, and I finally, you know, went to the altar, and I surrendered. And boy, it was just a relief, because I was finally in the will of God, Okay, and 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 then and then so I go tell my dad, and he was he was you know because we owned a business together, several businesses together. We had a couple of auto parts stores and machine shop, and we had some rental property, and you know it was you know. And then I told him I I said Dad I, I I'm I'm going in the ministry. I'm going to be a pastor. And 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 he looked at me and he said, because I wasn't raised in church. I I mean I probably went to church five times between the ages of zero and. 24 years of age, um, didn't, never, went, never went to church, and he didn't understand those things, but he looked at me, and he said, son, I don't like it. What do I have to do? I'm going to have to go to, to Africa to visit my grandkids one, one day? And I said, dad, I, I don't know, but I know this is what I'm supposed to do. And he said, I'll support you however I can. Then I went to my meemaw and pawpaw's house, and they were so excited for me. They said, yeah. See the family thing, and, and 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 then I go over to Grandma Fox's house, and she was watching the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> My Grandma Fox loved the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, um, before all this drama. But anyways, um, um, and I told her, and she looked at me, and she said, "Eh, you'll be back in six months." You know, you know, just kind of a detraction. You know, she she you know, and then she would say things, and 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 say things around that was a distraction from what from what I was supposed to be doing um, about the father's business. 
hey, look, here's the only application I want us to get this morning, is that, is that, is that if you're part of God's family, then look, there's some business for us to be taken care of. And, and a lot of times some things of this world can get in the way of it, but we have to, and it often does, but we have to make sure we understand that the business of our Father is important. And that's what Jesus is saying here, and that spiritual relationship is so important, that spiritual family is so important. Look with me at John chapter 4, verse 32. You see, to Jesus, nothing was as important as doing the will of the Father. He says, and you, you know, he says, he says, I have food to eat that you don't know about. And, and meaning that, you know, people are even back in that text over there in John, people were concerned that he wasn't eating, that he wasn't that he wasn't resting enough. But Jesus said, Hey guys, there's other food, you know? And that's the, that's the Holy Spirit, right? Right? All right. So God's people need the same heart for heavenly things. And so the Lord saved us to serve him. We know that because Ephesians chapter 2 says that we're created unto what? Good works, right? Not bad works, not no works, but good works. And he has every right to expect us to place his will ahead of our will. Yet most of the time, our focus, again, is on earthly matters. You know, I think that sometimes we're more concerned with making a living than doing the will of God. Listen, let's get let's get honest here. I mean, wouldn't it be wouldn't wouldn't more people get reached if we had this attitude of that being part of that spiritual family? I mean, because again, I think we get so concerned with making a living rather than what the will of God is. You know, the will of God is for all of us to be shaped in the image of Christ. It's the will of God for all of us to be witnesses. It's it's the will of God for us to do a lot of things, but we get so wrapped up in doing different things that we forget about being in the will of God. And part of that spiritual family is making sure that we're in the will of God. I think that uh, sometimes we're more concerned with our own needs than we are with the needs of others. Huh? We need to be concerned about the needs of others. We spoke on that Wednesday night, and if you didn't hear that message, um, it's probably on our website or on our Facebook side, but it was it dealt with that. But we also sometimes were more concerned about the trivial affairs of life than we are about the souls of others. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says this. It says, So as those who have been chosen of God... Holy and beloved, that's a spiritual family. He says, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Don't you love that verse? You know, it tells us as a Christian family how we're to treat each other. And it says that, you know what, if someone's in awe with you, just forgive them because, you know what, God's already forgiven you. Don't walk around all mean-spirited and grumpy and think that somebody owes you something. He says, just because this is God forgave you, just forgive them. We're a spiritual family. You know, the point there is, is that oftentimes we try to treat our spiritual family like we would try to treat our, our own family that's dysfunctional. You know? You know, we had we had Thanksgiving. We had all the kids, and we had all the grandkids. And I don't know how many that is, Tommy. So six plus five plus three is um, we had 17 of us there, and we didn't have to call 911 once this Thanksgiving. That was the first time in six years. I'm kidding around. We've never had to call 911. Come pretty close, though. So. <laughs> 
I'm kidding around. But it was a it was a wonderful Thanksgiving. But just saying, we forgive each other. We treat each other. We have patience, and we're to respect them, and and to have a heart of compassion and kindness and humility. Number two, spiritual relationships are greatly important. Um, family's important. Everybody say amen. It's a priority. The Bible certainly tells us that. And and the point, too, is this. There can come times when the family can come between the believer and what the Lord wants that believer to do. Okay? That was the problem our Lord faced in these verses. And that was the family of Jesus came to stop him from doing what the Father sent him to do. And as believers, we should always choose the Lord. And you never love your family more than when you are totally dedicated to the Lord and his will. You're, you're, never going to be, you're never going to be as good father than when you are dedicated to the Lord. You know, when our concerns are more about making a living or more about getting the, 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 the something built in your backyard more than the will of God, then listen, there's going to be a problem there. You are never a better father. You're never a better mother. You're never a better, better, better child than when you are right smack dab in the middle of God's will doing what he wants you to do. And sometimes we put other relationships so far ahead that we, that we step out of God's will. Everybody listen, don't, don't, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. God's will is for you men, for your wives to be your priority. That's God's will. Everybody, men, say amen. The, the, the Bible says that, that, that your wife is your glory. You know what that means, right? Just, just like man is the glory of, God, of glory of Christ, our wives are our glory, meaning that they're our treasure, And we're to treat our wives like a treasure. We're to love them. We're to encourage them. We're we're to set the example for them. They're to be our priority. That's God's will. And when you're not doing that, then you're not in the will of God. You got it? That's just one example. And ladies, you know, the the Bible never has to tell you to love your husbands. In the Bible it says, men, he's got to remind us, men, love your husbands. But never once does it tell the wife to love her husband. I think that's naturally there. But, you know, but we're to submit, we're to respect, we're to love, we're to cherish our man, we're to to follow our man. And sometimes it's men that's got to be better leaders for our wives to follow. Then your wives wouldn't be running your home, you would be. Amen? That's the will of God. Now, a lot of people, look, are so committed to the life of their family sometimes that they, they allow those commitments to come before their commitment in the will of God. And again, that is the priority. That is God's, that is God's will. But sometimes it gets, it gets in the middle of what God wants you to do when it comes to being his witness. There is nothing wrong with loving your family. You should and you must love your family. 1 Timothy 5.8 tells us so. But family business is never more important than the Lord's business. That's what we're saying. And so when your family business continually keeps you out of church, something's wrong. Something's wrong. When your family business keeps you from serving the Lord, something's wrong. Hey, we're all going to take vacations. We're all going to get sick. Well, people's going to get married, right? But not on Sundays. <laughs> We're going to miss a few times. We're going to have to forsake the assembly sometimes, and, and, and we understand that, but not all the time. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Because God's will is for us to be with the assembly of his people. 
God's will is for us to go out and to be a witness. God's will for us is to go out and, and to have that type of evangelism, lifestyle evangelism, that it encourages someone else to, to want to be a Christian. You get it? It's God's will for us to come here Sunday mornings and whenever we have the door opens and we want to as a church to have fellowships to be here and to exhort one another, support one another, and come here and get the gameplay for the week and be encouraged in the name of Jesus Christ and to come here corporately and give great worth to our God who is worthy of it. You see, that's God's will. And if there's something always taking us away from that, then that's what Jesus is saying here. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. When your family business holds you back in your service to the Lord, something's wrong. We can justify all that we want, and we're good at doing it, but Jesus and our spiritual family and spiritual sharpening is a priority. Now, there are times when our commitment to our family and our commitment to the Lord will clash. And so Jesus is just trying to tell us that our responsibility to serve the Lord is superior. That's what it's because, because we want to be in his will. Now, turn with me to Luke chapter 14, verse 26. I think we have these verses of scriptures up there for you. It says, what better way can we show our kids? Or that's not what it said. That's what I said. <laughs> um, read Luke chapter 14, verse 26. I don't have it in my notes here. It says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children... And brothers and sisters, look at it, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, Jesus isn't saying that, you know, Tommy, I hate you <laughs> because for me to be in a relationship with him, but, but it, just saying that that spiritually he's got to come first. Spiritually I have a responsibility because I can't love her the right way until I love him first the right way. Does that make sense to us? And again, as we said a while ago, what better way um, can we show our kids and our spouse and our parents the superiority of Christ? We put him first and, and we make it important to be in that priority in his will. Um, Now, um, we've, we've got, you know, some good families in our church. Don't you all think so? And uh, where's Jamie Stone at? And so, you know, Jamie, I, I know that um, um, your beautiful mother has, has really raised you pretty good, and she's made it a priority of what the importance of serving the Lord is. And I, I just asked Jamie just to share a little bit about that and how much um, he, what he learned from his mama. Now, we it's now she gets so nervous, doesn't she? She's a little nervous. Yeah. I can tell her. Okay. All right. I don't speak into one of these. Is this on? Is it okay? Um, well, uh, about a month, I'll be 48 years old, and for the 48 years, I've been right here. And uh, luckily, I never remember a day or a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night that I ever wanted to debate that I wasn't going to church. My mother always made sure that my sister and I were here, and I love her for that. I'm always going to be here. I have no plans of leaving. Um, it's just something that we always did. Every function, um, Bible school, we were part of it. Everything, we were here. And I enjoyed every second of it. Um, I remember, I don't know how long you want me to talk, but <laughs> my dad, who's in heaven today, um, I remember at night he would read his Bible. 
he had to work a lot of a night shift, so he never got to come to church a whole lot. But whenever he was able, he was here. And he always read his Bible every night. And he, did, he had a third grade education, and I'd have to help him, but he read it every single night. And, uh, and my daughter, it's the same. She really doesn't have an option. She never debates us because from day one, she's been at church. And I praise my wife a lot for that. She's in with Cornerstone Kids. And, you know, a few months back, Brother Rom talked about, I think, preached on unity or talked about it. And, and I think we've always been unified, but I think today we're more unified than ever. Um, and I love Brother Ron, Miss Tommy, and he knows it because I tell him all the time. And uh, I think we're unified because of our members as well, because I feel like we all love each other. Amen. And, uh, and that's, a, that's, that's the reason I really, really enjoy being here. All right. Amen. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, uh, well, I was looking for Allison, but apparently she saw the microphone coming out and she ran, huh? Yeah, you know, so, you know, uh, and we, we're just, you know, um, it, it should be a priority. You know, our spiritual relationship with Christ should, should always be a priority in our commitment and being in the, in, the, in, the, in the will of God. And this is kind of old school, you know, but I was going to get Allison and make her turn all red and purple in front of you. But, you know, you know, uh, you know I, think, I think Allison was, you know, four, and at the age of four she had a drug problem. You know, we drug her to church every single Sunday and Wednesday. You know, that's, that's you know, I saw Brittany back there going, what, four years old, a drug problem? <laughs> but, uh, you know, spiritual um, family is important. Our, you know, our families are important, but Jesus is making a point here saying that, you know, um, this is my family, and, and we are family. And, and hey, listen. We're to exhort each other. We're to encourage each other. And when someone's not here, we, we, we want to just drop them an email, a text, or a phone call and say, hey, everything okay? Because we love each other and care for each other. Spiritual families are important. Our, our families are important. But, but, but being in the, in the will of God is where God wants us to be. And we just want to see that sometimes we can make so many excuses, and God never wants our earthly family to be an excuse of not to be in the will of God. With our spirit, because he is our spiritual family. We got that? All right. So I want to give you just one last point, and then we'll let you go home and think about these things. And I hope you go out this week and make it a point to be in the will of God wherever you are, and not just to think, be thinking about your own earthly family, but to be thinking about your spiritual family, Jesus Christ, as you go through this week. You see, there's a qualification, and it tells us in verse 34 and 35 to be in this spiritual family, and that qualification is faith. There's only one, really, truly one qualification to be in the family of Christ, and, and, and that is to have faith, to have faith in Jesus Christ, that we repent of our sins, and by faith we know and we believe that Jesus Christ is God, that he came from heaven to earth, he died for my sins. We know that, and we get that, and we, we understand that, and because of that, we repent from our sins, and, 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 and then we have a personal relationship with him, and we believe it by faith. It, it, it's not, we don't believe it because we have to see it. We believe it by faith. And the Holy Spirit gives us the faith to believe. And that's the most awesome part about it. If we'll just let the Holy Spirit let us to get to give us that great gift. And we believe and we then we then we act out our lives in the manner of faith and we believe him. So that spiritual requirement is faith. 
And then I believe there are a couple of spiritual marks and so that we can know that we're in that family of God. And again, we don't have a salvation based on works, but because we have salvation, there's going to be works in our lives. Everybody say amen. And so each and every day, all of us, these are some marks that we should be looking for if we're being the right kind of part of that spiritual family with Christ. And, and, and number one, I believe, is that all of us should have some kind of a birthmark you know, because we're saved and because we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, every true child of God has experienced that new birth. And there is a moment, and there was a moment in time when we saw our sins, we understood that we were condemned, and we accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. And look, um, um, what it is is that the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and here's our birthmark is, is that we should see our lives change. That, that once we accept Christ, everything, everything's changed. All things are cast away or, or behind, and all things become new. All of us has, has that. It, isn't it great to enjoy God's mercies new every single day? Do you know that we get that? Do you get, you get to experience that? That's a birthmark. And so everybody listen. So on the day of salvation, when we repent from our sins, you know, we're forgiven of those sins and all things are made new. We have a new future and we should have some new goals and new ambitions and some new standards that we live by. But you know what happens a lot of time is we is we we do that and it's fresh and it's new and it's exciting. But then as life goes on, we just start pulling those things back in our lives. Sometimes we just got to get back and make sure we understand that you know that mark of you know those things pass away and behold all things are new it should be more evident. Everybody get it? And then number two, there's another mark that you should have, and that's really I'm, what I'm going to call it is the the bookmark, and that is that every true child of God. Should love the Bible and and read your read the Word of God and have a desire to read the Word of God because it is a lamp into your feet and a light into your path. It it, it is God's instruction to us. It is it is inspired. It is in, in, infallible. There's no mistakes in it. And we should all have a great desire to be in God's Word and to do devotions and and to do things with with our with our our family. Then I think that they're also in your life, there should be a, a knee mark, and that is a believer, is a person of prayer. And we, all, we understand that prayer is, is the connection to God, and, and we know that Jesus Christ is that great high priest. And then I think that there's, I don't know what to call it, so I just call it a collar mark. And you know, you know, you know, gentlemen, you probably know better than the ladies do, but you know, we get this thing called ring around the collar. You know, and it's from sweat, and you usually get that sweat because you're working, and, and, and so, so, you know, I think as Christians, the point is, is that we should be doing something in service for the Lord. Amen? I mean, so if we're in this spiritual family, and we should have that birthmark, and we should have that bookmark, and we should have that collar mark, and we should have that knee mark, because that's what God has called us to be and to do in his beautiful and great and wonderful family. And that's us. Amen? That's us. And he looks around and he says, he says, this is my mother and this is my brother. We are all of that spiritual family to encourage each other, to exhort one another, and to love on each other and doing service together for the glory of Jesus Christ and for nothing else. You see, life can happen and life can get in the way, but our walk with him, in spite of things happening, should always be our priority. Amen? Okay, let's pray.
Father, we love you. And Lord, we thank you for our Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, thank you for calling us into your beautiful and wonderful spiritual family. And Lord, we cherish that. And and Lord, I, I pray um, that you'll just watch over us. And Lord, as as cornerstone, God, and that will that will be purposed um, to not let things get in the way of what your will is for us, God. And and understanding we can justify about anything, Lord, but we'll make being in your will your priority. And um, we love you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you'll stand with me and just add it.